Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, and whatever. I'm Jordan. With me is Luke. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Dude, I'm just I'm beaten down by fun, I feel. I feel like <laughs> too much fun. Good thing to be beaten by. Yeah, I, I suppose. It, it's... <laughs> We went to Universal the other day. It was a big one. It was a, like it was an eight yeah. eight a.m. to eight p.m. Wow, run. So it was. <laughs> I've a, done those. That's a long day. Yeah, it's like the plus side. You ride all the rides you want, but it's like holy crap! I've been here for so long. Yeah. You start to feel it. You're like my dogs are barking. Uh huh. My eyes are getting heavy. <laughs> yep. Time to lay down. <laughs> and something I've realized: Universal's uh, food choices compared to Disney are. Lacking. Yeah. It's they, been a long time since I've been there. They're very expensive. Like it, everything's very expensive, and you, it's like, duh, it's a theme park. But like at Disney, I feel like there are a lot more uh, affordable choices. Where it's like here, it's like, oh, I think affordable might be a stretch. It is uh, relative <laughs> when it comes to uh, theme parks, at least maybe. But like here, it was like fifteen bucks for like a cheeseburger. It's like insane. Yeah, it's like really bad. That is a lot. That's when it's like insulting you. And like at Disney, you can't turn around without seeing a water fountain. But at Universal it was like, what on earth? We we gave up. We threw away our like plastic water bottle that we were just refilling, and like only to like realize that all these like all these. All these water fountains are in the lines for the rides. And we we're like, <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? It's like a cool <laughs> joke. I think you'd do that in addition to the normal ones. You'd think. But, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> disgraceful, I would say. <laughs> you got to keep people watered. That's yeah. for sure. But I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about uh, the movie that we're here to talk about, uh, The Joker. No, it's not called The Joker. Just Joker. Yep. Yep. All right. Great. They're waiting for the sequel to add the the. That's how they do it, right? <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. They do tend Wait, to do that. That was the first one. Sometimes you, they take away the yeah, V. Yeah, It just and depends on how the director's feeling that day. Which one's getting the V? <laughs> and which or they just make shorter. it plural. <laughs> or plural, like aliens, or it gets shorter, and maybe it's just going to be joke next time around. Or it's versus. versus. <laughs> That's a classic one, too. Classic v, v, or just V, like Batman v Superman did, but... I don't know. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and uh, uh, quickly kind of go over what we've been watching or playing. Luke. Let's do it. Um, I watched the Between the Fern, Two Ferns movie. Oh. And uh, I actually, for some reason, <laughs> I don't really enjoy the TV show, to be honest. I find it uh-huh. extremely dry. Too dry for me. <laughs> Pretty dry. <laughs> but uh, I actually enjoyed the TV show. The, sorry, the movie better. Oh, okay. Um, it's a Netflix joint and yeah it was i don't know i thought it was funnier it's it's basically you take the the episode whatever episode of the show and then you just show like stuff before after and they just add in you know some drama so there's like a through line but it's, it's kind of just like a behind the scenes and like some like shots of like episodes okay i don't i don't even know maybe maybe these like guests were like just for the movie i don't really know i haven't watched enough of the actual show to even know yeah i know he's done a lot of guests it's it's impressive but uh yeah i don't know it's it's a will will ferrell thing because it's Mm -hmm. um you know what is funny or die yeah that's like the big the big company behind it that's what i've been meaning to check out so apparently i should yeah it's it's pretty funny Cool. The other one I'm trying to remember, maybe you can help me. I think it's called Serenity. I know there's like the space movie, 
but but the one with um Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Is that isn't wasn't it Serenity? Yeah. Am I remembering right? We have two Serenity. It's been a while since I watched it, it's but good. yeah. It's just called Serenity. Yeah. And uh that movie's interesting. It's very different than what you'd think it is. Oh boy. It's <laughs> it's very twisty. So a lot of twisty twisties? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be for some people and other people will find it weird so All right. well, how did you find without it? without spo- it's, it's one of those movies where if you like explain much of anything about what happens you kind of spoil like big things yeah. about it but i don't know it, it kind of i guess my gut reaction is just it kind of landed somewhere in between it was like oh that's interesting but it wasn't like oh that's so cool okay so i don't know what? how to exactly explain it it just it was it was definitely interesting they were trying to do something new I don't know if it fully worked for me. It kind of worked. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting. It was not... I don't think it was groundbreaking, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So, yeah, maybe watch that movie. I don't know. <laughs> if, if you're interested in it, yeah, watch it. But if not, it's like, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm wishy-washy trailer, on it. I was going both. I could go either way. When I was watching the trailer, I was kind of just like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'll probably not. <laughs> I'll just not. Yeah. It's, it's not what you think you're going in for. I'll say that much. Okay. <laughs> And the other one was season three of Apex Legends just came out. So I've been playing some of that and I really like it. They've changed the game quite a bit. Um, Taking definitely taking some notes from Fortnite. Um, Actually, they're like taking notes from Fortnite and then like going like (laughs) to the other extreme. So Fortnite's like idea was like, we're going to keep with one map, but we're going to change it like crazy. It's going to evolve over the years and over the seasons and I thought that was pretty cool. I'd never liked Fortnite. I still don't really like Fortnite. It's not my game. I, I don't like the building. I don't feel like the shooting feels good, but I completely understand why people enjoy it. It's I don't know if it's just for a younger audience. I hear a lot of people saying that, but I don't know if that's exactly what it is. I think it's just a taste thing. I think even if those kids grew up, I think they would still enjoy it. I think that's just what they enjoy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it... I. Now that I say that, there are games that I feel like I played when I was younger that I enjoyed back then, and I grew up and looked back on it and was like, "Eh, I don't really enjoy that. I don't know why I enjoyed that then. So there may be a little bit of that, but there's also adults who enjoy it, so it's hard for me to just say it's a bad game. You know, it's a bad game in my opinion, but... I think there's a community aspect there that you find I can see that that for sure. I think that's that's primarily it. Anyways, it's not about Fortnite. I I have mixed feelings on Fortnite. If you Uh like it, that's fine. (laughs) I have no problem with that, but I I really do enjoy Apex, um, and I think I think a lot of people are kind of like me. They, you know, they didn't really get caught up in the Fortnite, you know, wave, and Apex came around and kind of filled the the voids that Ape, that Fortnite, you know, it's kind of like Fortnite left left holes in like what mm-hmm. I wanted it to be. It was like I kind of like the animation, and that's kind of what I liked about Apex. It's it's so different than Call of Duty, which I've played and enjoyed for years, but. I'm definitely getting, you know, sick of the the COD like just repetition, yeah. <laughs> very samey feel with every game and so yeah, anyways, all that being said, I do enjoy Apex Legends. Season 3 came out and they I, I in the intro video they say it's a new world and I guess it is, but there's definitely like things you can see like the map shape is very similar to okay. like season 1 and 2, but essentially they gave us a whole new map. That's pretty crazy. So it's, it's a very evolved yeah. version of the original map would be my argument, but 
they say it's a full new map, so whatever. Okay, it's all full new map. Good enough. <laughs> and it's like an it's an ice and like lava, you know, ice and fire kind of like contrasting thing. There's like this frozen tower, and there's like this whole area where the lava's flowing, and mm-hmm. you have to stay out of it. And I don't know, a lot of cool things. I thought I thought what they did in season two to kind of evolve the map was cool. They added like a black hole. They added like underground areas, and they added like crashed out area, mm-hmm. and they moved like the monsters offshore onto the actual island so where they where they could actually step on players and kill them so it'd be like an environmental kill that you could actually use as a player you could like pull somebody in and trap them my friend was saying he actually watched somebody do that which is pretty neat (laughs) it's neat to have those little things where it's like wow that took a lot of skill to like pre-plan all that so strategery (laughs) i can see there being some of that in the season three now with all the environment changes so that's it's really cool i i commend them they're 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 obviously putting a lot of effort into apex and I think there's still things that can be done, so I'm excited for the future. I think, you know, I think I think we need a few more guns that are good. I, I, I feel like when I get in that game, a lot of those guns are lacking, so I'm I'm interested to see, like, maybe they could even add some more guns from Titanfall. Like, these are all Titanfall mm-hmm. guns, if you know, from the Titanfall universe. So I think it'd be cool to add more guns and have some more powerful guns as well. And most of this stuff is free, right? The stuff that you're experiencing is just... I haven't paid a penny. That's amazing. Yeah, that's I love that's yeah. the a very modern thing about games. It's just it, it's fantastic how generous. Well, I mean they're making a ton of money off the people who will pay, but they're able to give to the people who. Yeah, aren't. I think it's kind of neat because there's yeah, enough nice. people out there to where they can make money because yeah. these people have to make money and. I'd love to support them, but honestly, they're just not offering anything that I'm willing to pay for. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care about skins and, you know, all these upgrades. Like, I really just, I care about the gameplay. Yeah. That's what it's all about for me. Like, that loop of 30 seconds that's, in, that's fun, and I find that in Apex. So, it's so cool that I can play the game for free, and I freaking appreciate that other people, you know, are kind of paying my way by buying all these skins. And if that's you, then thank you so much, yeah. you know, Thanks, for guys. investing in these developers, because... <laughs> I think I think it's tough nowadays to be a small developer and not be bought out by a large company. I mean, they are owned by EA, yeah. So they're not an independent developer. But I, I hope there are more small games that can be supported by you know kind of this new evolution of gaming that we've reached, where they can offer you know just small things to buy, and yeah. and there's enough people out there to support them. I mean, heck, Fortnite makes so much more money than these sixty dollars games yeah. because people are incentivized. I think honestly, because of peer pressure, you know, to purchase <laughs> these cosmetic upgrades, and hey, why not? You know, if that's what the market wants, then supply it. So, Heck yeah, I think it opens up a lot of opportunity for new games to come out from smaller developers. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, and another thing I played was uh, Heavy Metal Heroes is a new mode in Blackout. Okay, I think we had a whole segment where I was like talking about you know all these things that are being done here at the end of life for Call of Duty uh, Black getting, Ops getting Four. Kind of in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, so this is another one that's kind of that way. Um, it's a mode where you have a grappling hook, and you can, like, grapple hook constantly. So you're, like, almost flying around the map, like, ah! grappling hook, and then you can jump, and he, like, kind of floats for a little while. It's become just cause, right? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of that. It is a little bit of that. It's not that crazy, but All right. <laughs> it's a little hint of that. So, I don't know, kind of interesting. Just this kind of a PSA to everyone. <laughs> jump back in blackout. There it is. I think These it's stuff. a cool mode. It's, it is a cool mode. I think it's, it's one of uh-huh. those things, like I said, where... It doesn't feel samey. It is Call of Duty gameplay, but it's finally like something different. It's, you know, I mean, it's Battle Royale. Everybody knows Battle Royale, yeah. but, you know, you get you get that classic Call of Duty gameplay with Battle Royale. So And again, free, right. 
No. Never mind. Sorry. They, nope. nope. They had like a test period where it was free, and you know, there's been a lot of people I've heard in the media talking about it going free. So I would think eventually it's going to go free, but as far as I know, it's still part of the game. You have to buy the game. Black, oh, no, no. Black sorry. I know. I, I mean, free to like up the upgrade is free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not part of the season pass. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't think Call of Duty. <laughs> I think, I think the mode might go free to play, oh, wow. though. I really do. Um, because like I said, I mean, cosmetic upgrades, like, yeah, it's enough to support a game now. There's enough of a market. Sometimes even more than that, you know? Yeah. That's for real. Destiny 2 is pretty much free to play at this point, right? I know. Is that right? I might be wrong about that. I think they were talking about it and the, there was a I think there was a free play thing recently. I think I saw that. Maybe. I think, I know they gave it away for free on a PlayStation Plus, but wow. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how long Destiny has for this world. <laughs> I think. In its current state. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I think they had a, you know, the few trips that really split the base, you know, the, yeah. the fan base up and they definitely lost me a while ago. It just, it was, it got a little repetitive. It, it's, it's really cool gameplay, but it just didn't do enough new for me. Yeah. I mean, well, Activision's gone now, so yeah. whatever comes next will be solely Bungie unless they partner yeah, with someone but... else. I'm just afraid they've made enough mistakes that there's too many yeah. people. There's so many games. That's that's Try a tough thing new, right now. Try something yeah. new. I don't know. Maybe well, I think they are. From what I've been hearing, that you know, they're they're. I'm sure they're working on their next project by now. Yeah. I mean, Destiny Two's been out quite a quite a while now, so. Yeah. We'll see. I fell off that one pretty hard. <laughs> it's definitely a studio to follow. I mean, they got some oh, amazing yeah. talent there. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of the largest independent studios, like period. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't be surprised. They've had a lot of success. But yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Anything else? Oh, that that's about it. Okay. I've been uh, doing old stuff, man. We're going to talk about a brand new movie. Uh, but uh, we're recording late, by the way, so we can make sure that we get this uh, new movie to you even sooner. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Early in the day, late in the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so there's this... Um, I think a 2008 movie, I believe, called In Bruges. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen this one? Yep. Uh, this is the first time I've seen. I've saw. I've seen it before. It, I'm sorry. This is the first time I've seen it. Uh, you're not a fan. I don't like that movie yeah. at all. Um, and you obviously do. I liked it. We watched this movie, Jordan. You and I. I think we did. What? Because I remember I watched it with our friend Andrew. Oh, wow. I really thought you were in it. I don't think maybe, I was. Maybe it was just me and Andrew. But I could see it being a movie that Andrew. I really thought you watched it, but no, it's the first time I've seen it. Yeah, um, I liked it. I wouldn't say I really liked it. I liked most of it. The ending, it gets very bleak towards the end. I mean, it's kind of a bleak movie. It's a, <laughs> it's like a black comedy. Yeah, that's probably more what I'd say. You know, it's pretty bleak. Yeah, it, it's bleak, but there's things about it that i really enjoy i, I enjoy it's a lot slow of moving too very slow which i like sometimes but um and this has been like 12 years since i watched it so i'll do my best to remember yeah i mean it's the subject matter is ridiculously dark it's just about a an assassin that does something terrible and ends up going into hiding in a in a town called bruges in mm-hmm. belgium um and uh and he's complaining about this place the entire way through this movie. But, man, this is beautiful. I'd love to go there. Like, there's a guy yeah. he's traveling with who's, like, appreciating it. And I'm like, I'm with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think this place is amazing. But very British cast. I mean, obviously, Colin Farrell, he's Irish. But uh, what's it? Brendan Gleeson. This is Donald Gleeson's mm-hmm. uh, daddy. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler because they Daddy. don't. <laughs> da, or whatever. Uh, Ray, Ralph Ray Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes. But uh, yeah, I, I was very entertained by it. It was only towards the end I was like, wow, they went. <laughs> yeah, it just it ends in a way that leaves you kind of bleh. <laughs> but uh, the the journey was nice for me. I, I was on. I have this list, by the way. It's hanging on my wall. It's like this uh, scratch off list of a uh, hundred movies you have to see before you die. Apparently, I've seen like probably seventy five. This was one of them. Yeah, I've seen probably like seventy five percent of them. So seventy five. But yeah, this was one of them, and so we're kind of making our way through it. But uh, it was on Netflix at the time. I don't think it's on there anymore. But I enjoyed it. I'd say check it out. But it, again, dark comedy very dark it's very violent at the end it's I like see it being a divisive one where like some people yeah. like it some people find it boring like i did there's definitely also some language in the movie that is very offensive <laughs> it's very troubling there are sometimes like oh why did he say that? you know <laughs> but overall very i think well written um and how it's uh, done and just a lot of ways it subverts your expectation as to as to how things go you're like oh boy now it's going this way and then it it basically shimmies and goes a different way and i i appreciate that in a movie where i'm surprised when i think something's going a certain way and uh definitely does that but <laughs> yeah check it out if you haven't seen it already another old movie i'm not going to talk much about this it's uh, the frighteners it's a uh, halloween's mm. coming up so Checking out the Frighteners. It's Love just, that movie. It's a good time, man. It you know it's it's silly, but there's just something about it. I really enjoy that movie. Yeah, I think uh, sort of like it's got such a fall feeling, man. Yeah, definitely. It's in like Maine or wherever it is, where the most yeah. folly of fall places. Uh, kind of the, the feel of it. It's a early Peter Jackson movie before Lord of the Rings, so it's kind of like a, a supernatural comedy. Uh, sort I just of, love the ble- the backdrop. That's one of the best things. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know, just the town. shots of it and the, the leaves are falling and mm-hmm. it's just really cool. Yeah, it's got Mike, Michael J. Fox as the lead. That's yeah. the most probably notable person in it. But yeah, it's uh, think of Ghostbusters, kind of just a supernatural comedy. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a it's a fun movie. It's it, it's kind of uh, something for I don't fans hear. of Ghostbusters. For fans I would of say. Ghostbusters, yeah. definitely. If it's it's something that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, it's kind of uh, yeah. I think underlooked in a way. Or overlooked, I should say. But um, yeah, a lot of people haven't really talked about this movie. To Definitely me. Say, overlooked. Check it out. Sometimes nobody uh, recognizes it when I mention it. The Frighteners, like, they're like what? what are you talking about? <laughs> it's the same thing with Amber. Like uh, my wife, when we watched it, she was like, "What on earth is this?" She had no idea what to make of it until we it's watched. It's funny because it's one of the top four movies, like on the you know known for for Michael J. Fox. That's funny. I don't I know mean, if I'd buy that. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think people but... would recognize. Oh yeah, you mean the guy from the Frighteners? <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future, the Frighteners. Yeah. Forget Doc Hollywood. Yeah. And all that other stuff. <laughs> and Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyways, it's a fun time. Check it out. There's some dated CGI, though. I will give it that. Like watching it on the Blu ray. It, it is kind of great in a way where <laughs> there's some early. Just uh, laugh at it. That's all you Yeah. Can do. It's some late 90s CGI. <laughs> it is what it is. I remember at the time when I saw it when I was younger being like, holy like I remember it actually like kind of blowing me away. Freaking Spin City, that's what City, that's yeah. what people should recognize him from. No kidding. I was just looking through the no. list. Sorry. No, look, Frighteners. <laughs> yeah, Frighteners. Exactly. Get on board. <laughs> Spin what? <laughs> um. All right. I've been playing a game. Uh. It's an old again. It's an old game. Uh. But it was re-released on the Nintendo Switch. 
Uh, it's a game that was originally released for the PlayStation 3, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. This is a RPG fantasy game, turn-based RPG. I've, I play a lot of these. It's obvious at this point. I feel like every week I'm talking <laughs> about some RPG I'm making my way through. But whatever, this is the latest one. It's a charming game. I mean, it was like... A, it was acclaimed at the time it came out, but I never got around to actually beating it. I had it on PlayStation 3, and right around the time I got mm-hmm. it for like really cheap, the PlayStation 4 came out, and it's so hard to go back to the PlayStation 3. After, oh, yeah. After, yeah, you know. Go it is. Plug it in that <laughs> Xbox 360. Uh, yeah. It's hard to go back to a lot of consoles, really. <laughs> yeah, they're slow, and you're just like, okay. Yeah. Um, that, that's one nice thing about being able to play old games on your new console, exactly. at least. Because a lot of that's up and, and remasters are like the perfect combo. Yeah. That's why Link's Awakening. It's like, I wish more games would do that. Here's Resident Evil 2. I mean, it got amazing reviews. Like, Yeah. It's great. I'm a big archivalist when it comes to games, and it's wonderful to be able to take these games with you. It sucks. It only sucks to have to buy them again, obviously. Especially when they like put all that effort in to like really update the yeah. game. Like you were saying, Link's Awakening, like even changing the controls. It's like, uh-huh. look, this game is cool. We know that. But, like, we messed up in this one area, you know, mm-hmm. or a couple little areas, and we're going to make it, like, awesome now. Yeah. So a whole new generation can enjoy it. That all being said, though, the, the version <laughs> that I'm playing on Switch. <laughs> this was not that. <laughs> no, it, it's not. This is just the game. This is just yeah. Nino Kuni. Uh, ported you enjoyed from... it. It's just not that. <laughs> it is. Exactly. I definitely yeah. enjoy it. It's a beautiful game when it came out. And it's a beautiful game now. There is a remastered version. It's just not on the Switch. It would be a good candidate for that treatment, though. It sounds yeah, like. absolutely. I yeah. feel. I think what happened was they re they, they uh, released it on PlayStation Four, the remaster, but not on the Switch. It's just it's just like upresed graphics. Yeah, that's all they did for the PlayStation Four, and I'm like, yeah, uh, it's just like the thought. Like RPGs for me are so good on uh, the portable. I love just kind of like we're driving back from Orlando, and I just like played for maybe like an hour on the way home just to kind of beat some bad guys, level up, grind a bit. And then I'm like, okay, we're back. And so I'll, I'll stop. And yeah. so it, it, that's just, it's great for stuff like that. Uh, and so I'm really enjoying it. It's very cutesy, but very nice. It's, it's a, uh, it's uh, the art is by studio, studio Ghibli. It's the people, uh, the guys who Miyazaki works with all the time and make movies like spirited away. And, and, uh, uh, Kiki's delivery service and it has the same composer too so the music is amazing but yeah the the funny thing is is I every now and then when I'm watching something really dark like when I watch something really dark immediately after I have to do something really nice I have to like turn on just something really cutesy like watch an episode of DuckTales or something like that something that's very wholesome <laughs> and so I, I, after I watched The Joker I went home and I played Nino Cooney for like a couple hours <laughs> and it's so wholesome the main character is just a, it's a Brit- it's like a boy and he's like just super nice and when he he'll he'll say things like cheapers and when he when uh, at the end of a battle he'll go Nito it's yeah it's uh yeah it's that kind of game so if you're if that sounds like nope I'm out Maybe take a look before doing that, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's very nice and very cutesy, and it looks like a anime come to life. It has that kind of look to it, but it, it's yeah. it's great, and it, and it kind of plays like Pokemon in a way where you have uh, different creatures that you capture and then control, but you could also fight yourself. It, it's cool. It's 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 just a great game. But anyways, that's that's pretty much it. Sweet. All right, so Joker. Okay, we literally just got we just got back from watching it. We did. Um, yeah, it's a Sunday. I, I've actually this is the second time I've seen it. Um, I saw it on Thursday, 
But um, for if this is your first review with us, what we do is we go non-spoilers for a while. You know, talk about some non-spoiler thoughts and kind of give our general impression of it, and then we kind of go into the spoiler section of it. Where talk we about it all. Letter rip and everything. So, Luke, hot off the dome, what do you think of Joker? Um, wow, this is a super dark movie. <laughs> yeah, you know it's Cooney. A, it's as dark as you might think it is. <laughs> It um, I don't know. It started dark. It it was dark all the way through. It uh, relentlessly. It's, it's yeah. It really is. I mean, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's like the only thing I can say, but that's it's the biggest impression. You know, coming out of the theater, it was it was just yeah. a heaviness. It really was. IMDb has here a gritty character study of Arthur Fleck, a man disregarded by society, and. I mean, that's as good as you can sum it up. It's a short little sentence here, and that's yeah. that's a very good way to describe it. Um, it's very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very sad to watch. Um, it is it is shot amazingly. It, the cinematography to me is top-notch. It's as good mm-hmm. as any movie I've seen. Um, I've always thought Christopher Nolan's cinematography was like top-notch, and Todd Phillips, I think, just put on display what you should do with a camera you know when shooting a scene it there i think a general audience who doesn't watch like a ton of movies like you and i do where we watch like almost everything that comes out that we have any interest in at all i don't think they recognize in a scene like how hard it is to really shoot something and make it like enticing um there was one scene where i'm trying to think i think it was where he started opening pages to I won't talk about what it is because it'll spoil it but he was reading something and the way they shot it from all the different angles and stuff as he's like paging through and like what parts of the page they showed and that happened several times Mm because there's several things that were like on pages um I don't know I just for some reason that jumped out at me when I was watching I was like this this is impressive it's I feel like that simple act is something kind of hard to film in an interesting way when someone's just reading something yes because if you if you zoom out too far it just I don't know. There's something it, it, it ruins the cinematography. It doesn't look cinematic. It stops looking like a movie. It just looks like somebody's holding up an iPhone and filming somebody mm-hmm. sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's something about stretching out a widescreen and zooming in on certain parts, but not be zoomed in too much to where it's awkward. That I think is very difficult to do. And yeah. that mixed with the way it was edited as well. I was thinking about that as, as well. I'm like thinking Todd Phillips, for his vision to really be achieved in this movie, he really had to be in there in the editing room like daily, you know, as these daily cuts are coming out because I don't know. I, I, that, it's an interesting relationship. I think a, a director has with his cinematographer, you know, all the guys, you know, the guy who's directing mm-hmm. each of the camera angles and what to get in each scene. Cause he scenes, you know, you can't shoot them a bunch of times. They cost a ton of money to set up each time. And then to have all the scenes you want and then have them edited together correctly. That's to me. That's that's quite an undertaking. That's what makes it. I think a director very special. They're writers in and of themselves. Like when you put together the movie in the editing room and you shoot it in the first place, that is part of the storytelling. And if you screw that up, things don't come across. Yeah. You know? I don't know how a good director makes a good movie without being a part of the writing process too. Yeah. I mean, Todd Phillips was, but like that's even more impressive if you had somebody else write it and then you're still able to like achieve their vision and your vision. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, that 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 is one of the most non-spoiler things that I can talk about is just like the way this movie is shot. It's just, 
I don't know. I think Dark Knight was shot incredibly, but I think Joker was shot even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I don't know how much how fair that is, you know, because uh, these directors get to look back on these old movies and you know kind of educate themselves on what went right, what went wrong. You know, it's much easier to learn the lesson when somebody else has made the mistakes yeah. for you instead of you. You know, like two thousand one Space Odyssey. That movie, the one of the reasons it's so timeless is because it's so old and it didn't have as many like space movies to look back on. Very few, in fact, mm-hmm. and. uh you know, Joker's Joker's one where we don't have a lot of Joker. We don't have a lot of Batman movies, really. We have, you know, some uh, quite a few Batmans that weren't all that serious. So, you know, it's hard to it's hard to like learn a lot of lessons on how to make a serious movie. So, I think in that way, you know, it's commendable. You you really have Christopher Nolan series to to really base like a serious movie, you know, in the Dark Knight universe on and. I think this was a good entry in it. <laughs> yeah, you feel very Nolan esque. Yeah. When you watch this, it's it's it has a similar feel, yeah. but yeah, gorgeous. I, I wonder if he talked about you know talked about what he was thinking about doing with Christopher Nolan just to I don't know maybe get some tips or something. Yeah, <laughs> I would certainly want to if I was a big director like Todd Phillips, wow. especially your first entry into such a serious topic. Oh my gosh! From yeah. being a comedy <laughs> movie director. <laughs> dove into this sort of thing you, you do see though before this movie came out i did say you do see the cinematography in the hangover yes as silly as movies. that movie is it is shot very well mm-hmm. which i appreciate i appreciate yeah. well shot comedies and they yeah. are yeah there's something that tells a story just in the way a movie's filmed mm-hmm. yeah um i feel like yeah i completely agree how well good this movie sh- uh, is shot and it also i think it's it sounds amazing. I think the sound design and also yeah. the score, I think, is actually The fantastic. use of music. The use of music is, for the most part, the original score, I think, is very good. That's another thing Christopher Nolan does very well. Yeah. Todd Phillips did as well. Haunting. how uh, And it's effective. And it, it definitely it just it accomplishes what it wants, but it's not overbearing. Any, Dunkirk was a great example yes. of that, and this did a lot of things that mm-hmm. Dun- that Dunkirk did as well. Yeah, it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of score, but when it was there, it was effective yeah. and it was memorable. I, think. I enjoy that when movies do that. Yeah, it had a, a very specific feel to it, um, especially orchestral pieces. They just really they get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I do want to talk about with the movie is the comic book aspect of it, because uh, going into it, you know, if you expect you know, Dark Knight-esque kind of comic book storytelling. No, this isn't that kind of movie. It, yeah. It's you almost, almost, I'm not even, I'm not even going to commit to this, but you almost get the sense that it's almost using a comic book uh, IP to kind of tell a different story. Almost, yeah. almost. That's what I'm saying. Almost because like it, it feels less like uh, the kind of Joker, you know, this is a very different telling of the Joker. Not so different to where it's like you wouldn't see it in like a, a comic book one-off or a graphic novel. You could see something similar to this for sure. But yeah, it, it's so grounded that it definitely feels a little bit less like Joker and more like the Arthur Fleck Descent into Madness mm-hmm. story. Which definitely, it, it, I'm not even saying that that is a problem because I think it's fine. Especially since this is probably a one-off and you're, we're not going to see this Joker appear in the batman this is he's made it clear it's an interesting world because yeah. this isn't really the type of movie we've seen made before Exa- in, in yeah. the superhero universe very true this is com- wholly original feeling within a superhero 
uh, within the superhero genre. It, uh, yeah. You haven't seen one like this yet. And I think, um, and also haven't seen one so mainstream. There's some like strange superhero movies, but. And a hard R. Hard R. Very hard R. And like, I think there's been a lot of conversation of the, the danger uh, of, of making a movie like this. And I think a lot of that, where a lot of that comes from is the fact that I, I've, we've seen movies like this before. I think a lot of people have, but it's the kind of movie where you have a friend and they're like, Hey, there's this crazy movie. You should see, <laughs> you should check this out. And you sit alone in a, in a living room and watch it. Yeah. But here, giant opening, super opening mainstream, night, yeah. massive mainstream breaks movie. records. I've never ever seen a movie like this. That's mainstream in my, in my lifetime at least. And so especially in the kind of times we're in that creates some uh, an uncomfortable feeling and you feel it it's almost you know? something like something rob zombie put his name on because <laughs> because yeah. that has kind of a mainstream like draw because it's like oh it's rob zombie <laughs> you know yeah i mean it's not going to make as much money or anything but it mm-hmm. does like kind of get in the news and people are talking about it and I, I can remember a couple of th- projects that he you know, put his name on House, yeah, he, House of he, a Thousand Corpses. Being he one likes of them. making movies about psychopaths yeah. for sure. <laughs> a little bit in a more bombastic and loud yeah. way than we see here. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's for sure. Yeah. That, like I can imagine seeing something as demented that Rob Zombie would put out, but it would be like, yeah, that would be the closest thing. I would say that that got somewhat mainstream attention. Uh-huh. And even still a tiny fraction of yeah. what, what we're seeing here. So, cause it's walking yeah. Phoenix. I mean, that alone is gonna De Niro, you know, bring people in. Yeah, <laughs> big right. names. Exactly. It's, you don't even think about it because, like, it's such. It feels like a a smaller movie than uh, something that these actors would be associated with. But I mean, in look, in tone, and everything, no, it feels big. Like looking at the movie, it does feel big. Yeah. Like the way the movie shot, the way it feels, it feels like a big movie, but it has. It's kind of like Dark Knight. It has that feel yeah. of like the world, but not the story. Yeah, it's an interesting mix. It feels feels huge, and it's a movie that it's it's telling really, and that would really generally be told in a in a small kind of way. It's an origin story of sorts, and it's not we're it's not an action movie. Like that's that's the thing. There are some maybe scenes of action, but it's I guess you can technically call them that, but not really. It's uh, it's a psychological drama, a, a, like and it's I guess sort of thriller in a way that you're on edge. There, there's but, a thing here that's saying um, Todd Phillips said that like Scorsese films, like Taxi Driver, um, yeah. in, influenced you know the way he wrote Joaquin's yes. Phoenix. So yeah, I, I I can see a lot of notes from Taxi Driver, especially mm-hmm. especially that ending. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Joaquin? He he did his thing. I mean, what can you say? It's Joaquin. I mean, he just mm-hmm. he plays crazy really well. Yeah. <laughs> he committed himself fully, as anyone would expect him to. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, you know, he's he's up there with one of the most serious actors of our time. Yeah. And he he did it well. <laughs> Gosh, he for good or bad, he did it well. His body. Oh my gosh yeah. in this thing the mechanic uh, I, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it reminds it's, it's me of the, the mechanic me- a lot the way he, yeah exactly yeah. the way he became yeah. 120 pounds or whatever how much he weighed just like uh christian bale did and, and <laughs> just put christian bale's mechanic as batman in this universe it's perfect both times i've seen the movie <laughs> the audience was well behaved um i always talk about this but like each time i definitely heard 
whispers throughout the entire audience. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so skinny. Oh, so skinny. You know, stuff like that. Both times. In case all the, the person movie. next to him didn't see. In case you don't see the skeleton. <laughs> Did you notice? That is dancing before your face. <laughs> Did you guys notice? <laughs> yeah. Um, something I, I uh, need definitely need to say, especially in this non-spoiler section, is this is not for everyone. I, I, I actually say, because like, especially because of how mainstream it is. It isn't. It's Definitely. not a mainstream movie. That's the thing about it. It's, it's a. It's a. It's a, looks like one. It's. Don't uh, let your children come to this movie. No, no. Come on, see this if you are. If you can handle some violence and some very, very dark subject matter, yeah. that you have the adult capability of wading through. Um, yeah, children. Uh, every both showings I've I've seen it had uh, had children in the audience, and it's. Uh, Children I'm, aren't ready to deal with what this movie talks about. No, I'm not super prudish about this sort of stuff, but gosh, come on. <laughs> come on. Have yeah. some common sense and uh, don't do that thing. <laughs> There's just some things that, you know, a, a brain needs to be more developed before it starts thinking about these things. Yeah. I, I hope that, you know, after maybe listening to this, maybe we help you see if this is something you want to see. Because, again... Uh, We've get heaped some praise upon this movie. And I think there's a lot of praise to be heaped, <laughs> but this there's a lot of movies out there that are great movies, um, but, but. <laughs> they are not enjoyable sometimes. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a, a matter of what you what you like to watch that will determine whether or not you want to you want to see this movie. Because all right, for instance. I enjoy a character study. I love a good POV character study. And so throughout the movie, when someone asked, oh, did you enjoy the movie? I was like, I was fascinated. I will say that. I was fascinated and I was intrigued. I'm not sitting there cheering. I had no get zero. In a superhero movie, I usually have a giddy moment. And obviously, this isn't a superhero movie. But yeah, no, no, there's no giddy moments no, to be had. Not at all. It's not, it's it's not, not funny at all. It's not very funny. There's some... Maybe like black humor every now and then. That is <laughs> There's some stupid little tiny things like yeah, twice a, a couple times that you might think is funny. If you come in thinking the Joker tells jokes, <laughs> he doesn't. You will not be shown a magic trick. This is the wrong movie. <laughs> but you know that. So prepare yourself for that. It's very bleak and, it, and it's sad and it and it's. And, and, and as you said, it's depressing, but it, it is incredibly what, depressing. what I took out of it. I was very intrigued. I was very impressed. And it, it, it is a marvel at, at the storytelling that's on display here and the, and the way that it's done. And I, and it's impactful. If you see movies and you're okay with it, giving you an emotion that isn't exactly a positive one. But not not in a way where you're gonna go and be sad the rest of the day. If that's you, don't see it. If if you if you think you're gonna be impacted in that way, it impacted me in a way where I was like, wow, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff that happened in this movie. Not in a way where I'm kind of soaking it in its own emotional <laughs> state. I'm not, I and mean, that's not a good thing. It's a superhero movie for film buffs and not superhero fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because the first time I saw this when they opened. <laughs> Someone tried to clap. Okay. It's not that kind of movie. If you come in being like, this is some Heath Ledger Joker, because the Heath Ledger Joker, that's an enjoyable performance. It, it is dark. 
It is. Yeah. But it's an enjoyable performance. There's a lot to enjoy here. It's like you look at it and you're like, wow, what a great villain. I'm enjoying this performance. I'm enjoying what he's doing. He's entertaining. But there's the, you know, hot and cold. There's the good and bad. There's the yeah. two sides. And this movie is just yeah. the bad. <laughs> this is, yeah, you're you're all, you're always with Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. There is no Batman yep. to go back to to fight Joaquin Phoenix. You are always with him in his POV. And that's the kind of movie this is. It's a character piece. It should be this in the, because this is the story that it's telling. Um, and so this is a character's descent into madness. And so <laughs> be ready for that. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, I, I if if you fit all of those qualifications, if you listen <laughs> to everything I said and you're like, I'm not, I'm not uh, repulsed by everything and you've not lost me, check it out. Because it, it is very, very good. Um, again, um, it's not it's not perfect, but I do think as far as what it does, it sets out to do and it accomplishes it. And really, uh, it's it's a really great it's a really great film, and I think it will be held up in uh, in the future to come. I'm not sure if I want this to be replicated often, and uh, <laughs> I hope it's not in a way because, especially with DC, they're. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to trying to think of this here because it's interesting when I I feel like I want them to get their heroes right, and, and I feel like if they had this because they've had a lot of fun movies, but they're symbols of hope. They haven't had one in a while, like in a, in a really yeah. great Batman or a really great Superman, where you're like, oh my gosh, this is this. I watch this and it's like it gives me feelings of hope and all this stuff. And there's not really that right now. And so it's weird that we get closest such, thing is Wonder Woman, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree where you feel moments where you're like, yeah, you're pumped up and you're inspired. But this is uh, the antithesis of that. And that's fine. It's fine. But that this is what it is. There is no hero in this. To There is no hero in this story. And uh, if uh, and that's what you're in for. That's right. So um, anything else you want to say before we go into spoilers? or I think that's the most I can say without going into detail. Yeah, there, there are, there is a lot of details. That's the thing. So many details in this movie uh, that I don't want you to be spoiled for. So, if yeah. you, unless you've made your up your mind saying nope, not for me, just tell me what happens. Fine, <laughs> fine. Uh, we we can do that. <laughs> but it, again, if if all the stuff I said was like that, I can take it. It's fine. Or I'm a big film buff. Or you've intrigued me more. I don't know. Then go ahead and see it, please, because I, I highly recommend it in that sense. But there's a lot of people that this isn't for, and I don't usually talk about a movie in this way, but there isn't very many movies like this that are so, so high profile with a name like The Joker that is this kind of niche of, of a movie yeah. where it's like, <laughs> it's not for everyone. It made $93 million opening weekend, too. That's amazing. All for, those little kids coming to the <laughs> For what you're saying is niche. And, I mean, you're right. It's, it's so different. It's not yeah. It's not the movie that brings in the $200 million that you would think, but it's still incredibly admirable opening. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big opening. Um, all right. Spoilers. You've been warned. Here it comes. Joker spoilers. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Here we are. In the this section. movie ended up being, I don't know if you felt the same way, but this movie, I was very confused by the trailer. And I'm like, I think we even talked about this. It was like, where's this movie going to go? Like, what's going to be the story? Yeah. 
it's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what we expected it to be. And somehow it was still really good. <laughs> That's what's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they, I think like after watching the movie, I think they could have shown less in the trailer. That was, that's a crazy thing. Cause here on this podcast, yeah. I've said, wow, it's just so great how little they're showing. I have no idea what they're going to do. And I'm like, well, I guess I kind of in a way yeah. did, but still was surprised in a lot of you ways. You could really piece together the story, honestly, looking back on it now. Absolutely. <laughs> you could absolutely do that. And and the thing is, is that it, it didn't matter too much because the movie isn't so much about the story. It's a, it's a again, it's a character study and it's all about the character. And so yeah. it doesn't really lose anything from that, but... Because there's again, we could you could talk about the story in like a few seconds. There's not yeah, much yeah. to say. It's just a very slow build. That's what he used a lot of the scenes to just kind of show you an outside glimpse directly inside of Joker's mind. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any points of the movie you were like, "This does not work," and like in like certain instances that you felt like the movie fumbled a bit? <sighs> hmm. I'll have to think about that. Let's get back to that. Yeah. Do you have one yeah, I off do. your head? I do. Um, I think the very iconic shot that is uh, on the posters and it's in the trailer of the Joker the dancing. dancing. Yeah. Look, I, I'm fine with the dance. The dance was actually really cool. It was strangely The placed. musical choice. It's the musical choice that got me. Yeah. A lot of songs throughout this movie, a lot of them are kind of timeless. But here we got like when he was after he murdered his friend and he's walking down the hall. Yeah. I was like, All right, what? This song? If it was something a little more like timeless and just kind of more classical, if I, I think that would have been a lot. That Even the send in the clowns, awesome. I think, would have fit better in there. Yes, they could have done like a very like toned down, like simple send in the clowns. Exactly, <laughs> and it would have been like him dancing in slow motion. That would have yeah. been great. I think that would have been it's great. Like but... he, he's losing it. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, that's a, a point where I was like, why this? Because it didn't feel like it was that movie throughout any of the movie before or after. It just felt like we were in a different movie. It's like we were in the movie that a lot of people were expecting <laughs> to see at that one moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the part where the lock, where the midget couldn't reach the lock. Uh -huh. The short person, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. The short man could not reach the lock. That was that was kind of strange. It, it's a... It's like, it's a and a movie, movie almost devoid of comedy. <laughs> it's yeah. a strange moment, for sure. And then when he runs into the door, those are like the two times. I'm like, what? Like, I guess that's supposed to be funny. Oh, yeah. When the he's exit like, only at the hospital, the detectives. I'm going to go see my sick mom. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. That, that again, very strange moment of slapstick. Yeah. yeah. Odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I love that scene though with the, with the uh, his coworkers uh, when he actually uh, murders the one who sold him the gun. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a really the the tension in the scene is very good, um, but that is a strange joke. <laughs> I can see how it could add to the tension the fact that like is he is he or isn't he is he gonna kill him is he not because like the whole time yeah. you're like is he gonna kill him too yeah and then it turns out oh you were nice to me or whatever but. <laughs> Yeah, basically, this movie just goes through with pretty much everything you think he's going to do. He pretty much just does it. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, like, he just ends up being a murdering fool in yeah. the end. Like, mm -hmm. that's basically what happens. Okay, so a uh, part that I was affected by, I didn't see coming the first, I mean, when I saw it first time, obviously, first time, what am I talking about? But uh, his, uh, the girl the, that he, in his apartment complex, yeah. that he, they, they see them kind of 
have some flirtation and a bit of romance. I thought that was very strange. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It, yeah, when exactly. When you see the reveal, you're like, okay. I really wish they hadn't shown the reveal too. I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. That that's probably my best example of something I didn't think worked. What What do you mean? When I felt like it? they dumbed down it. It was like they kind of already showed you enough to realize that he was imagining it the whole time when she walked into the room and was like. Oh, Who I are see. you? I felt like they shouldn't have gone back and like shown that she wasn't there in all those I scenes. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then they showed him like, uh, just don't do that. <laughs> it wasn't necessary. It was yeah. almost like scarier if they didn't show that because it was just it was very creepy the way she was like, um, it's Arthur Wright from down the hall. Is there someone I can like that that was very scary. And uh yeah. you don't know what happens there. I mean, like you can kind of think like, oh, did he kill her? Or did he just leave yeah. her leave her terrified? <laughs> yeah. Or what? I kind of get the feeling he did kill her, but really, I don't know. I was kind of thinking he didn't, but you yeah, hear the ambulance. It's hard to know. But yeah, it is. It's very hard to know, and it's very uh, ambiguous. I, I as far as but that's I feel concerned. like the ambulance keeps going. I was kind of waiting on the police to show up too, because yeah. if he hadn't killed her, I feel like she would have called the police. You'd think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he did, just did he kill out, the lady at the end? I mean. We assume he did, right? Like at the very, very end, because his shoes oh, are red. Like, yeah, he, that's kind of a similar certainly. thing to then. Like, it just shows him like leaving. You know, I mean, it could have very well been like he gets up and sorry, wrong room, and just creepily like <laughs> leaves the room. But the way it was shot, I guess he kind of just busts out and just walks fast to his back to his. Because they show the other deaths too. You know, it's yes. kind of like strange. It's like. They're going to have some off-camera deaths that don't really fit the style of how he's yes. showing the other deaths. It's kind of an interesting mix. You know, all the movies I've watched all the time, they kind of develop a, a style of deaths, and mm-hmm. that kind of broke the mold. So Yeah, he didn't ambiguously That's kill anyone else. You're so. not sure what happened. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a very scary scene, I think, regardless of the whole fact that they showed the scenes with her the gone or whatever. Just the whole... With the you know his finger to his head yeah. or whatever, very very creepy. But um, why would he? Why would he be upset at her? You know, I almost feel like he has no reason to really have a beef with her. Like, uh, she, if anything, so. she's been nice to him in their interactions. Yeah, no, no, it, I think so. But same I, way he doesn't kill the small man, I would think he would not kill her as well because. It seemed that that was another. Sorry, no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm getting off on a tangent. Um. That, that was another thing I was thinking in the theater that I wanted to mention on this was it seems like the people around him, except for a couple exceptions, are very kind to him, actually. Yeah. Are very nice. Like, the one guy he works with, it seemed like, was being very kind and then, you know, lied about the whole thing and mm-hmm. ended up causing his being fired. But, like, the lady who's the counselor, I don't know. I, You know, I mean, he, he goes on that whole tyrant about how she never listens to him. But, I don't know, it feels like she's doing as good of a job as you know can be expected for mm-hmm. her position and in the trailer it seems like she's a like a psychiat psychiatrist but yeah. no she's a social worker yeah. and so it's, it's like only a small part of her job is to do yeah. this sort of thing and so it's like yeah. it seems like most of his interactions with people they're pretty nice you know for yeah how like i don't know hard to like he is and, and i think that that leads us to well, to, real quick, just get back to her. I think the thing that kind of made me think that he may have killed her was not because of how nice or mean she was. There's just a lot of scenarios in real life, which, but that a, a lot of times where there's a stalker or some someone who's obsessive about someone ends a lot of the time with him killing 
the the person that yeah. they're obsessing over, uh, whether or not they've even met before. And so it led me to believe maybe that was the case, that that was the culmination of his obsession yeah. and the, the stalking right. and everything was just this irrational kill. It was like, the, I'm not going to be with you in a romantic way ever. So this is the way that is the culmination of our relationship is this. Yeah. Especially if it's before I do, he does whatever he starts to plan to do. Because it seems like he's, he's, he's getting ready to just end it all. <laughs> because I think before he goes on the Murray show... Before what it goes down goes down, I think it went down that way in a way that wasn't planned because he was. They show a few times he was getting, he was wanting to kill himself. On on seemed air. like he was maybe playing around with a few ideas to me. Yeah. It was like oh, I could do it this way, I could do it that way. Yeah, he's getting his options together. I mean, okay, so it, it, what you t- said before, I think whether or not people are nice or mean to him does kind of bring up the question we were just bound to talk about: is the whole what is real and what is imagined. You know, because I feel like there could be instances where Arthur imagines a conversation going down a certain way and like he tinges it with like someone being like cruel or mean in like in a way that Mm. it doesn't really happen because there's a this movie kind of plays with you in a couple a couple instances like one big big part of the movie when uh, he has a confrontation with Thomas Wayne. And Thomas, he, he's not like the worst to him. Actually, I think he, I kind he kind of like the movie is almost like, oh wow, he's a jerk. But I'm yeah. like, he's kind of not that bad. I mean, yeah. he 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 like literally put his fingers in his son's mouth. Yeah. He, he like that's really strangled his butler, strangled his butler Alfred or whatever. I assume Whoever it's Alfred. that is, <laughs> assume it's Alfred British Alfred's Butler son. the Waynes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, and and so like. When he was confronting him and he was like, don't ever touch my son again. He punches him or whatever. And then he's like laughing on the, the kitchen, not the kitchen, uh, the uh, the sink in the bathroom. And then it cuts and he's doing it in his in his apartment. Mm. Almost like, is this all in it? Was that imagined? Yeah. Or was that all in It's a good point. Could, and, could be. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not the guy to like. I'm never the first one to be like, oh, what if it's not real or whatever? Because I generally don't really like that as much as it being real. I like, you know, knowing what I'm showing. It gets a little frustrating when that's too often happening. Yes. Yes. And so if you're, there's a lot of people you'll ask probably in the future about this movie and you'd be like, the whole movie's in his head. I'm not (laughs) that. I, I, I don't think that's the case. If you know that does kind of cause you to throw up your hands, it it does, and that's what I do. I'll be like, okay, so great, (laughs) Great. so literally anything's possible (laughs) if it's in his head. Why wasn't he flying in that case? (laughs) The entire thing was a fantasy. How could he have died if he's just in his mind? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I mean, what do you think was imagined, and what I mean, obviously, his uh, the romance was imagined, yeah. What else? I mean, that's a good point, it could have been anything. I mean, it could have been him talking to the cops. It could have been him running from the cops. It could have yeah. been him in the whole interaction with the guys. I don't know. It's like, you know, did did they even pick on the lady? Was the lady even there? I don't know. Yeah. What did, what did they actually do? Maybe they didn't do anything. Maybe he just shot him. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah. Wow. The way he, the, the the way he's crazy, he may not have even had an incentive, and he just shot him, and mm-hmm. that lady was just sitting there, and he just went crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know. I mean. That's possible. That, that's why it's so frustrating. It's like anything's possible. <laughs> exactly. So if if so much of it is imagined, it is hard with this movie too because they're saying like twenty percent of this movie was imagined. You know, mm-hmm. like the parts, any of the scenes with the girl, like she's never there. 
she's like basically not in this movie except the one time they get on the elevator which we assume that's real yeah and then I think the one so. time that he enters her apartment and, you know and then does whatever he does to her i agree i think that interaction they have in the elevator where she does like the little into the head thing i think yep. that was mo- likely the only real interaction that we saw with him other than obviously the uh, intrusion yeah does he follow her yeah you know we, 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 we assume know. he does but <laughs> it kind of leaves it hard to know so yeah, um, I, what I do think like about the do ending, we think he's adopted? There's another question. They, yeah, like second time around, I'm actually suspicious about that. First time I was like, yeah, he's adopted, obviously, but hmm. <laughs> what the here's the question I have: his mother, it said the what it said that is his mother lies to him, but that for me there's something weird about that is because she doesn't go out. You think someone like that would be like constantly. You're Thomas's Wayne's son, and just keep and like tell yeah. him over and over the way she, someone like that would be, but she doesn't even like reveal it to him. He finds out yeah. through a letter. The mother never tells him, and it, and also you kind of think if she really didn't want him to know, she wouldn't have given him the letters. Yeah, she would have like maybe walked down there and dropped the letters off herself in the you know outbox or whatever. Maybe it's her way of anticipating so, you would find out yeah. and be like, it's yeah, like one I day see. he'll open one of these, but. I don't want to be, I don't want to outright spill it because I don't yeah. have the nerve to or whatever. Everything else does point to the fact that he has adopted like the, the papers mm-hmm. and obviously Paperboy from Atlanta talking to him about it in the, in the, in Arkham that yeah. basically laying it all out for him. Unless again, again, it's one of those things where with the imagination thing, I don't want to be because that conversation imagined. I'm like, okay, I think for the most part you have to assume no. <laughs> A lot of the movie falls apart if all these things are imagined. If every scene is questioned, then it's like it's it's can be fun to do, but at some point, some scene has to have validity. So the know? actual movie is just him putting on the makeup at the beginning of the movie, uh, and then he goes onto the TV show and oh, does that. No, and that's it. <laughs> um, I think he's not adopted. I think he's Thomas Wayne's son. Okay, that would be an interesting thing because it, it would obviously create a whole thing between him and Bruce yeah, Wayne which I don't like at all but which would be interesting but yeah you know. which kind of glad I'm not I'm, I'm kind of glad that's not hopefully not gonna be <laughs> in Batman canon no in the future no highly doubt it um so the ending obviously uh with uh him in the him in Arkham right he's in Arkham that's the whole question here this is where I'm the most curious about what's real and what's not because Okay, so here's what you could be said. This is where a lot of people could say the whole thing's fake because she says to him, "Oh, like, how yeah. was your time in Arkham? Have you thought why about why you were there?" And so that leads, that gives some credence to the whole. Well, he was in Arkham the entire time, yeah. just thinking about this situation. But no, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. My thought is maybe that last bit when he was kind of lifted out of the car by the other clowns and kind of raised up as being the Joker, maybe that crash never happened. And maybe he just got sent. Because yeah. that would still uh, lead um, Thomas and Martha's death because he didn't have anything to do with that. That just kind of happened in the chaos, whether the crash yeah. happened or not. At least that's how it was shown. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I, that's my the, the best that I got. I mean, obviously, this could be that could have been later. Like, he could just been thinking about the all the events later, but we never see him get arrested. If so, and and I specifically remember in the first interaction, which is pretty early on with the social worker, she says, "Well, well so why do you think you were locked up? Yeah. You know, what do you think your time was about?" Uh, so who knows? to me, that 
to me, the more you talked about it, the more I, I come to believe that the whole thing was just fantasy and that he Could really be. was in here the whole time and maybe all that fell apart without him. Somebody else shot mm-hmm. the guys on the train. The whole revolution started without him. Maybe. And then maybe he... Maybe the plan is he's going to come out and join it and like be their leader <laughs> through osmosis or something. <laughs> but uh, it makes for a lot more boring movie if that's really what happened. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Like, oh, that, none of that happened. It was all fake. <laughs> it's like it falls under the whole. It's all a dream kind of thing, which you know, yeah. or they were dead the whole time or whatever. That 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 sort of thing yeah. that is kind of it seems like a cheap way of being complicated complicated you know what's a dream and what's reality you know yeah. where some of it I, I i think works if you do it sparingly but if you really go overboard and be like the whole thing was a fantasy it's like <laughs> come on it's it, it's not it as just fun. feels yeah it just cheapens it it's just like what exactly so like i'm completely not invested anymore in this story exactly because it doesn't exist fan- <laughs> yeah so it makes it hard yeah. to evolve the movie too. It's like, how do you make a sequel if none of that actually happened? Yeah, yeah. He was just sitting in his room the whole time, asleep. <laughs> exactly. He's just asleep, <laughs> just thinking about it, just laying awake, being what? If he woke up happens? in a nap and talked to that lady, and then oh killed my her. Gosh. <laughs> then he's being chased around the floor, or whatever. At the end. <laughs> How did he only get blood just on his feet? There's like no blood anywhere. There's like a tiny bit on the back of his like leg, pant leg. And then it's like only on his feet. And it's not like it's leaking out from underneath his feet. I I don't know. I overthought this. I don't know how he killed her in the first place. He was like handcuffed or whatever to like the table. (laughs) I don't know what happened. (laughs) She just like slipped and busted her head. And then he walked through it. Then he just danced. He did one (laughs) of his signature dances. You're such a good dancer, Arthur. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh I'm also super skinny. <laughs> Soup. Look at my skeletal you didn't frame. Notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's some parts in this movie that are very creepy. I uh, I want to talk about some of the more creepy this parts. This entire movie. Well, the entire movie incredibly is creepy. creepy. But there's moments that I'm like, I got chills where I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? The part on the TV show was like, where I was like, okay. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. I... <laughs> To be honest, I, I never want to watch this movie again. It's it's yeah, too heavy for me. I hear you. It's like, it's just too heavy. There's too many evil things, I think, connected with this. It's like, yeah. it's just too much. Yeah, there's something very dark and uh, also attached to reality that is a part of this movie. It's like when you watch Batman uh, 89 and you see the Joker in that movie. It's You yeah. know you're in a fantasy land, but yeah. in this, it's hard to not attach a lot of what you're seeing to reality. So some stuff, especially with people doing atrocious things around the world yeah, right now too, terrorist people killing people. Like I think it hits home for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a couple scenes that I'm like, Oof, that for some reason it really made it feel real to me. And there was, it was casual, like the casual parts in the movie that were just the casual creepiness, like the scene where he's, uh, where he's watching the stand up. And he's like laughing on like at, at the, the wrong, wrong part. Yeah. yeah, just like like in between the joke. It's creepy, man. Yeah. And then when he's doing the stand up, when he's flipping through his joke diary, and it's just the way it's shot is amazing, by the way, because it doesn't it focuses on it just the right amount for you to catch a glimpse of it. Yeah. It's like you he flips through his joke and you see the the uh, naked woman and yeah. it's not in the several of them. Exactly. And it's not in the way like, oh he's a pervert or whatever. It's like 
no there's something twisted yeah. about how he sees these images or yeah. whatever and and so like that that flip that quick flip through i was like oh oh my gosh what a, so creepy and just the thing where he goes into his fridge and just <laughs> i don't know sits in his fridge that it's was weird so weird i was like so, so he's creepy. locked in there now yeah like because that is an old style for it. We, we haven't addressed. This is probably like late 70s. Yeah. Maybe early like 80s. Yeah. It's since I get. And I think those old fridges like locked from the outside. Slam shut and like, lock it forever. There's not an interior latch. Like a new fridge, you know, they don't lock it all. But like those old fridges, I'm pretty sure they have like a latch you have to press. Maybe he was in the fridge imagining the whole movie. Yeah. He's still in the fridge. <laughs> Mr. Freeze going to show up one day. Oh my gosh. He's Mr. Freeze mind's getting now. frozen. Wow. <laughs> He's Mr. Freeze now. I don't know. <laughs> call me the frozen joke. <laughs> Will you just call me out? Can you call me Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze. <laughs> That's what you called me, right? <laughs> Gosh. Look at this Freezeman. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I feel like this character is like a lot. Of, well, there's a lot of conversation behind this, but I feel like he is in it for himself. There's no like. Uh, because like usually the Joker view has a, always a view on society, especially the one in Nolan. It's about society. He doesn't care that much about himself. I think this one cares only for himself. Yeah. I think it all it's all about him. Like he has that conversation with Murray, but it, it's like he'll talk a little bit about society. He'd be like, "Oh, people are suffering. Have you been out there or whatever?" But it ends with, "You made fun of me. You know, you." Put my video on. You're a jerk because you made fun the whole of movie. Me. It just doesn't feel like he's motivated at all by society at no, all. No, he's motivated. Not one bit. It's himself. And that it's, it's and you don't even know what it is in himself. It's just yeah. He has some twisted reason that he does these things. It doesn't really even explain that. It's just mm-hmm. this is the way I feel and this is what I'm doing. I always have negative thoughts and I'm acting on them. Yeah, and and it seems the only thing you see that he wants is he wants to be held up in some regard. Like when it, it, whether yeah. it's real or not, I don't know. When he the the clowns pull him out, and he's standing on the car. That's a moment for him of vindication. Like people, he's just being recognized, are celebrating me. Yeah, and that's why he wants to be. Uh, he wants to send joy and laughter throughout the world. Really, he just wants to yeah. be the the source of it, so people could appreciate him like in his fantasy when he's like because obviously this is another part which they make it very clear this is a fantasy when he's watching the murray show with his mom and um he fantasizes about being on the show and being there and him calling him up and asking about his life and everyone clapping for him and him cheering for him i think that's his goal and that's we don't really see a joker like that very often there's it's either Because that's what seems to be kind of his focus. He doesn't have... Or even really a villain like that. No. Not, it is kind of original. Not. Yeah. Well, maybe Electro from uh, The Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> but... Uh, well, that's probably true. <laughs> they're seeing me. You see me now, Spider-Man. I don't know. I guess no one wants to talk about that one. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> that's okay. That was an interesting character. <laughs> uh, don't you know? Yeah. I'm Electro. Anyways, um... <laughs> What else? There's there's a lot to this movie. But yeah, there's a lot to this movie. There's a lot of stuff, to, a lot of just small scenes. There was a lot of dancing. What do you think about the dancing? 
I don't know. I don't have a lot of things to say about the dancing. So he practiced his intro to the Murray show. Very, and I was, I was like, uh-oh, is he going to get this right? Because he was practicing and it wasn't like going well at the first practice when, you know, immediately <laughs> after he murdered his mother. That's what that, because that's the thing that clues me into his selfishness. He murders his mom. What's the first thing he does? He practices his intro yeah. into the Murray show. And so <laughs> the first couple practices, I'm like, eh, he could have been better. But I think he really <laughs> nailed it. I'm not even kidding. I think his intro was very good when he does the... In the actual show. Yeah, I was worried because he was doing that creepy, like, whatever he was doing. You like, were worried. Because I'm like, oh, oh, is he going to get this right? And then the and then the curtain opens at pretty much the right time. And he's like, yeah. And he does his little <laughs> dance. Not bad. And I was surprised they didn't have him, like, start laughing, too. Yeah. Because I feel like in his practice, he was, like, trying to suppress it. They kind of showed a little bit of that. Yes. He was almost like trying to like swallow it down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you what do you think about the whole laughing? It it kind of seemed like the reasons for it kind of evolved as the movie evolved. Yes, it I think like, it stopped. He became more confident as he became in, when he put on the makeup, and he stopped doing it. And he well, it, it it also felt like it felt like it wasn't even like in the beginning. Obviously, he was trying to control it, and it was like there's nothing really funny. You know, I'm being rude. I need to stop. And then at the end, it was like. No, I'm laughing for a specific reason. Yeah. And this is what it is. He told his mom, you told me my laugh was because something was wrong with me. There's not. And so it was like, really, after that, we don't see it happen again. Like, I think his last fit of laughter was after he visited um, his, uh, that girl. He laughs like hardcore. And after that, it's over. There's no more laughter after that. Well, at least uncontrolled laughter. Yeah, it was like he... He had been laughing for a reason, I feel like, before, but he was trying to, like, suppress, push those emotions down, like, try to make them disappear. Yeah. I, I need to fit in. And then it was like, no, forget this. Like, the reason I'm laughing is because of these bad thoughts. Yes. And I've given in to them, and so now I have control over it because these bad thoughts are who I am now. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know, and maybe that's the same thing you were saying, but <laughs> that was just the way I <laughs> felt like it was, yeah. Yeah, and I, I I think I agree. I mean, and uh, when you do see him laugh after that, it seems like for, for a reason. They, he laughs when they when the mob attacks the cops, and he laughs to mock the crowd when he's on the Murray Show. By the way, I will say about his laugh. Speaking of his laugh, really good, really good laugh. Uh, the yeah. I like the insane over the top laugh more than the kind of regular crazy laugh. You know the ha 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 or whatever like that one. Yeah. I like I like that one. It's crazy. <laughs> it's really Jokerish. And so when he uh, yeah. When he does that one, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. I do kind of, <laughs> kind of like that. That's like my only like comic book kick I get out of it at all because I'm like, that sounds like something that that sounds like the Joker. I mean, there's very little. I that think, was in something this movie. I liked about Heath Ledger too. Yeah, his crazy yeah. laugh. Yeah. Getting the laugh down is is key. He got it. But yeah, you see him in, that, in those scenes after he puts on the makeup. He's very confident. He's able to talk to Murray. And like more confidence than you hear him talk to anyone yeah. throughout the whole movie, which wouldn't make sense usually because he's usually like a bubbly yeah. mess. It's true. Because like when he's doing something he'd normally be nervous about, like doing the stand up, he can't stop laughing. And so he's meeting his hero and he's actually able to, to talk to him. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's because he's kind of accepted this is who I am now instead of being like, 
don't be crazy, don't be crazy, don't be crazy, or whatever he's trying to do. Yeah, it's like I was saying, it's like he, he has given into it, and it's become him. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, instead of being this thing he's suppressing, he's just completely, this is who I am, this is my mission now, to, like, fulfill whatever my thoughts lead me. Yeah, pretty which much. Is crazy scary. Oh, yeah. Um, Who else? Uh, Okay, so... I guess you could say, so this occurs in like, I guess if there was a Batman timeline in this again, cause I don't think there's any attachment to the overall universe or anything that they're going to make after this. That'd be a this. crazy Batman yeah, movie. I know. And there's not, and there's no, I don't think there's any plans for a sequel or anything like that according to the director, but it, it does tie know, in. though, man. Yeah. They made a lot of money. Money talks. <laughs> <laughs> they did uh, tie in Bruce Wayne into this. And so. this, this has already won a lot of awards too. Awards talk almost yeah. as much as money. Yeah, uh, um, and I think this should be a one-off to say. I think no, so. I absolutely agree. Right. But yeah, crazier yeah. things have happened, no doubt. Um, so this is an older Joker, I guess. If if this if we were to believe that Batman would spawn out of this situation, which I think they lead you to believe because they set it up with him, the parents dying in the exact way. The icon- that's like the only thing that happens in the iconic comic book way because it happens. The exact same way. Them coming out of a Zorro movie, bam, except it wasn't a mugging. It was a killing, and it was just a murder, and, you know, the pearls, the pearls. all that stuff. It's all there. It was and wet. It was <laughs> wet. It was, like, always a puddle. <laughs> the way that Bruce is just standing there, it's very, it's yeah. straight, it could be, it would be straight out of any Batman movie. Yeah. And so you're to assume that Batman would eventually spawn out of that situation. And so that would be a that's much. That's why of, I'm, yeah, I'm hesitant to just say, a, "Oh yeah, it's definitely a one." That's the thing. Watching the trailer, I was like, "There's no way this could connect anything." But after yeah. watching it, I was like, yeah. "This, this totally could." <laughs> but if they, if they yeah. really wanted it to, yeah. it most certainly could. It was definitely filmed in a way where it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'd be disappointed if it did, but yeah. I would still go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> of course, but. <laughs> And I think other people would too. So that's one of the reasons I think it's possible. Yeah, Bruce doesn't get a line in the uh, in the movie. <laughs> but here's the thing: I do like as a, just an, again a nerdy comic book thing, a subtle thing. As Bruce doesn't smile at yeah. uh, at him at all. He just is like kind of you know. He gets forced to smile. He gets which, by the way, when he, when he does it to himself, that that whole finger in the mouth, you know, the, that seems like Ugh. painful every time he does it. Like Ugh. especially at the beginning, like which is an amazing beginning when he's like doing it and he's like the tears going down. He's trying to be happy. God, this guy is sad. Holy crap. Oh, you, do you feel like, I don't know that I feel like he should be as sad as he is. Like the stuff that they tell, it sounds pretty bad, but man, it's like, I feel like a lot of people have gone through that kind of thing and not, you know, they've come out of the other side. Okay. It's like, I almost feel like they should have told more of a story of like, I don't know. I hate to say this because it's like abuse is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm not trying to like justify it or anything or make mm-hmm. it like less than it is. Like I haven't gone through that. I can't even imagine, but man, like the lengths he goes to and like the murderous thoughts that he obviously deals with. I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like more trauma almost should have been there to justify like the level that, you know, the depths he's gone to in his mind. No, I mean, I don't feel it. Like when he says, I've never had, I've never been happy for a minute of my life. I didn't, I wasn't, I was like, really? A minute? I, I got, I don't know. It, like, that, I mean, he has a mother that cares for him. Like at least that's a like pretty positive influence in his life. 
And even though he disregarded her in the end after, you know, killing her, obviously, it does seem like that she, he had, like, genuine affection for her and, like, found some joy. It was like their... the lies that he felt like she had told him were, like, the thing that, like, threw him off the edge. Yes. And it was, like, the evil thoughts mixed with the, like, betrayal that he felt mm-hmm. was enough. It's like he was done. I mean, and it is kind of that thing where it's like there is something physically wrong with his mind because of the yeah, abuse that's true because like the, because he said like when he handed yeah. out the card he said most sometimes caused by head trauma yeah. or whatever and, and they, he ex- they talked about it when yeah. he's you know, tied to tied a to the radiator, radiator and yeah beaten by his or that's boyfriend. true and so there's something that would be one way to explain it yeah there's something physically there which uh makes him do some of the things that maybe the part of his brain that like helps produce like you know Whatever the chemical is in your brain that like gives you good feelings, yeah, maybe that yeah. part is like destroyed. Yeah, the coke that comes at the Coca Cola <laughs> that sprays on your mind and makes you happy. The cocaine right? cola, yeah, the cocaine cola. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't really know how much more. There's a lot more to be said, but a lot of it is just little details. But I don't know how much I have on the top of my dome here. I mean, you got any any bits of the movie that stuck out to you? Uh, we uh, did we talk? We talked about dancing. He dances a lot in the movie. He dances a lot. There's one. I think sometimes I'm like, I didn't need this dancing dance scene. There's a lot of. Dancing. I didn't need this. I think it was the I one. Could have gone without this dance. Yeah, I could have gone without a couple of the dances. I like the one after he kills the uh, the bankers. That was an appropriate dance. It was very strange and long, but it was appropriate. Oh, the 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 guys, the young yeah, younger he's guys, yeah. freaking out, and he goes in the bathroom. He's like. Oh, oh. And then he just starts dancing. <laughs> yeah. That was odd. It was very odd, but it's appropriately like, so, I yeah, think. They can just put anything in any scene because it's like they've justified yeah. it. Yeah. Look, wild. Like, he could do anything. He could have yeah. been sitting there playing Game Boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just cuts to him. <laughs> okay, I don't know. And he's just crying. It's like, yeah. He's playing like some super fun game. He's just weeping. Yeah, it'd be something like that. I, I okay. One thing I think that is worth bringing up is because I think like one of the more uh, troubling and disturbing things about the movie isn't necessarily the violence in and of itself. It's the mind of the person who's causing it. It's like a, someone who has violence on the mind because he kill. He doesn't. There's like not a scene in this movie where he kills like a, a dozen people. Like he probably kills like six people in the movie. And you and you see probably five of them, and and <laughs> one's debatable, and one is debatable. Two two actually are debatable. The I, lady at the end too. Yeah, I think there is one truly graphic uh, death in the movie, which obviously the shooting scenes are like troubling, and you're like, Ugh. but the it's mainly the like looking into the eyes of the person who has murder on the mind. Is the is the thing that's the most yeah. <laughs> and being with him the entire movie is more graphic than the deaths themselves, I think. You yeah. know, I think that's what a lot of people are taking away from it because there's movies with with serial killers that have way higher body count. I mean, the the Joker himself <laughs> in a Dark Knight has a higher body count than this, but it's just the fact that you're spending so much time with someone who's like he's got that darkness right mm-hmm. there behind his eyes yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> you know, I know constantly. I was thinking like, why did this movie affect me in this way? Whereas like John wick kills 168, <laughs> 
John Wick kills 168 people <laughs> in yeah. John Wick 2. And I'm sure he killed over 100 people in John Wick 1. But, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's some justification that goes on in my mind. Because, hey, they're the bad guys. They're doing something bad. They deserve it. Which, it's tone. Which I, I know it's like, uh, I don't know if that really justifies it. Because it's like, mm, mm-hmm. they're still people. <laughs> like, yeah. They shouldn't be killed. But, Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just mm-hmm. a setting. It's like it could have been done a different way, and it would have been Split. Which Split is a movie <laughs> about a someone who's technically a serial killer who's insane, hmm. but it doesn't feel like it doesn't. Honestly, when I think of dark movies, I don't think of Split. I think that's a kind of for a horror movie, relatively lighthearted. <laughs> you know, just because there's a lot of comedy. I don't know. I came I came away with a pretty messed up feeling after seeing that movie. Oh, really? Maybe it's the the kid. Something one, in the, the mind of someone who just their mind doesn't work in the same way a normal person's mind that just it feels like it's void of that good side yeah and it's like the good things that they're doing in the movie this is the way i felt about split it was like i felt like the good mm-hmm. things he was doing was literally just because he knew that's what people wanted to see just to cover up the bad stuff because the bad stuff was like all of his mind he did good things in that movie well there's like the kid oh the kid who's like oh, he's like you he has he has several personalities and like some of them are like much more forgiving and yeah. sweet and i feel like that's just to cover up like the fact that it's 99 percent evil yeah the it's beast. just like i know what people are expecting me to do and i feel like that's how the joker joker is no no <laughs> not the <laughs> the movie joker <laughs> kind of bothers me that is not i don't know why yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not he doesn't say Hey Murray, when I when you bring me up, could you call me the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I feel like Christopher Nolan did the same thing with Dark Knight. It's like there's been so many Batman movies. Let's just call him by his nickname. Yeah, you know, it's just because that J sounds cooler. One. He'll just be Mister J. <laughs> it might happen. You never know. The sequel's J. Yeah, well, we're getting the emancipation of Har- Harley one Harley Quinn apparently, so we're not going to be seeing a lot of that. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Know. Birds of Prey. Yeah. Did you see that trailer for Birds of Prey? I ahead. did. What did you think? Uh, it looks very similar, honestly, to Suicide Squad 1 to me. It's like, yeah. let's have a good time and try to bring people in. I don't know. It's it's so different than Joker. It's like, yeah. it doesn't feel like they're trying to go for like anything crazy new. They're just like, oh, this formula seemed to make some good money. So let's run it again. Okay, yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I just don't like this Harley Quinn. I know we're we're kind of done with our Joker talk. Sorry, so we're talking about DC movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, we've said a lot about it, but I feel like there's too many one-liners. I feel like she has a lot of one-liners. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I hate it. Like I cringe. I, I actually don't mind this Harley Quinn, but I don't like the movies she's been in. Sure. I think I think that Margot Robbie's a great actor, and I think she fits the role really well. I just mm. think that they've scripted it super goofy yeah way too goofy it's the script that's exactly right it's not her per se it's the the uh the kind of the interpretation of and the writing of her really it's just that is the execution yeah. i like in suicide squad when she does that clip they play over and over again if they ever have a clip of suicide squad and when they're like we're bad guys it's what we do i hate that <laughs> i hate it so much it's yeah. so cheesy it's so bad i cringe it, yeah. ugh. Oh man, but whatever. I don't know what to think about it. Each I think Harley Quinn could use a movie somewhat like this. I don't know, sure. or at least like a character like Joaquin Phoenix created, 
for Harley Quinn. You know, maybe maybe it doesn't have to be a Harley Quinn only movie, but like I would like it if she was more like this. Yeah. And I think she Ooh. easily could be. Easily. You have a I mean, great actress and I think it'd be cool to have, you know, a female, you know, hero like well, anti-hero whatever, villain, yeah. whatever you want to call her. Um, played you know super seriously and be like a good part of the movie because mm-hmm. Harley Quinn so far has just been a side story. It's like a side show yeah. to just like this is the sexy girl to like bring you in and you know I don't think it has to only be that. They're skipping over a lot of the it seems like the uh, <laughs> kind of the meteor side of her story. I mean she does a lot. Of, she has a lot of meaty stuff to do after she parts from the Joker, but it's a big part to say that she's uh, she escapes from abuse. Uh, as being the Joker's girlfriend, yeah. uh, who's a very uh, he's a dirtbag, obviously an abusive boyfriend, and she has to escape. She ends up escaping from that situation. We're just seeing the before, and and we're seeing the after. We don't see the actual process of that, which would have been interesting to see. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess we're not going to get that. But I don't know. What are they doing next? We're getting the Batman. We are getting the Batman <laughs> again, which is. Apparently, as, again, things can change. I'm sure they could just flip a couple switches, and it could be in the same universe as Joker. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, apparently, it's not though. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, money talks, like you said, and yeah. popularity walks. I don't know. <laughs> it's like movies gotten great reviews, gotten you know a lot of awards. I don't know how far down they are in scripting, filming, whatever they are in that movie, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like they finally have a win in this whole universe and they've yeah. been you know, they've been looking for a win so much. It's like what before this, honestly, it's like Suicide Squad was like you know, Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad, I would say, were the two best movies that like people enjoyed and like, you know, made money. Yeah. People enjoyed I mean Aquaman, I, gu- but... I guess <laughs> Batman vs Superman made money, but Oh yeah. It's highly regarded as not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um neither is Suicide Squad, but I, I feel like it's one of those Guardians of the Galaxy kind of things where it's like, oh, people are f- like, oh, that's fun. You you like know? a fun time. Yeah. Could be could be good yeah. as a sequel. I don't know. Maybe this is just me talking. This is just the way I feel. But I don't know. We're getting another one, so <laughs> there's that. We're getting a volume two. Yeah. The we're, Suicide We're not getting Squad. a Batman vs. Superman two. There it is, Luke. We're adding the the, but it's to Suicide Squad. It's the Suicide Squad. And the Squad. Joker. And Joker. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> oh, No. <laughs> No, maybe maybe Suicide Squad three and and Joker. Maybe this is this maybe Suicide Squad's the one that we that they just inexplicably replace Jared Leto with this yeah. effed up <laughs> featuring Phoenix. Todd Phillips Joker. Ah! Oh God, I That's cannot in the imagine title. <laughs> this dark twisted one with a freaking oh man Captain Boomerang. All the goofy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Nope. But, yeah. All right. So, uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for. We listening. got out in the weeds there for a minute. We got out in the weeds. DC. <laughs> and this is like, it could hardly be in the same conversation. We didn't even get a DC logo before this one. Yeah. Just the old school Warner Brothers logo. Which was awesome. Which was really awesome. I wonder if more studios are going to start doing that. Because they did that before um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess this movie was set in the 70s, so maybe that's a thing. Like, they'll use the logo from the time period. Maybe. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. That's it, one thing I'll just mention real quickly. I do think it lent itself a lot to setting the movie in that older time period. Yes. Because you got away from technology. You got away from just all the modern things of our world. So it kind of it made it nitty and gritty more. Mm-hmm. Just like, 
you know, nobody's talking on the phone. None of that. It's like you have a landline and that's about, that's about it. People leave messages. It's the only way they communicate. Scariest (laughs) thing of all. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Joker, there it was. We'll do another one of these reviews uh, probably next month. I don't know what movie, what's coming out. What's coming here. And what's the big movie coming out, Luke? Oh, I'm blanking on it. I mean, obviously uh, Um, November is what we're looking at here. Obviously in, uh, December we've got Star Wars but uh in oh yeah November I know there's some big movies coming out in November I'm just blanking man I'm blanking I'm here looking at the coming soon I want to I want to build hype I want to build some hype I don't think we're going to do Gemini Gemini yeah Jexy <laughs> <laughs> Zombieland 2 I'm I'm definitely excited to watch that Dude, I enjoyed we that we, we can do it if there happens to be a movie that a couple movies go out in a month well, we can freaking do it we'll do a review i don't care we're gonna see zombie land too me and amber so yeah yeah sure sure man jeepers creepers three <laughs> charlie's angels i can't believe that doctor sleep ford versus there's Ferrari. terminator terminator that's right that's kind of the well that's a big big one. big we'll see terminator yeah. Anyway, stay tuned for more reviews. Other than that, we're going to have all, obviously, if we don't have a review, a weekly topic. And of course, what we're watching slash playing. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this or enjoy our show generally, please leave a five star review on the iTunes review thing or follow us on wherever we are. <laughs> That's for you to find out because no, we're on a Spotify and a Facebook and all that good stuff, Stitcher and most places you can find podcasts. I don't know. But yeah, (laughs) any questions, any feedback, let us know. And uh, until next time, see you, Luke. See you.